Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Drake Podcast Show, the podcast that focuses on real people's stories. Join in as we speak to everyone from successful business owners to pastors to actors about their faith and how it helps them reach out and revolutionize those around them to do the same. And now get ready to be blessed with your host of the Drake Podcast Show, Dom. Well, for episode 17 today on the Drake Podcast Show, I actually had it on my heart for some time to share my story, the story of Dom and how I came to being a born-again Christian today. So it hasn't been the most easiest path so far. With a whole bunch of false starts and hiccups in the process, I've got to say life really is quite chaotic at the moment, but I'm not going to let that define me as a son of the Most High God. Today, I am exiting out of all contracts that I used to believe about myself that are just not true. One being the spirit of rejection and fear of what people think. It has been something that has controlled me and made my relationships very, very dicey. But I want to let you know today, as I share my story, I pray that others who tune in today will also dig a little bit deeper to see that not all is that bad. With Christ, anything can get better. Trust me. I'm 32 years of age today here in Sydney, Australia, and I'm telling you, I am on my way to greatness. I am living my best life today, not because of how much money I have in my bank account or that I'm married with children and settled, but I'm settled in my heart of hearts knowing that if I was to die tomorrow, I am a child of God. I am saved. It's a lonely road for a prophet like me in my own town, but what I want to tell you today is that your words speak worlds. And if you're speaking positivity over yourself and over the nations, then that is what you are going to create around you. And that is, in fact, what you're going to attract the most attention toward. So with the rejection and the hurt and the fear of abandonment currently plaguing my mind, the old has tried to come in and fuse with the new. But God died one death. I don't need to keep going back and licking my wounds. I am a child of God. I might have done time in juvie growing up. I might have done really, really nasty, deceptive things as a teenager, even in my youth local youth group. But not all is lost. I am now in a pretty good place with Jesus. I'm exercising my faith with him regularly, like a a muscle that needs to be worked out daily to remember where it left off at. And it's growing. This muscle is growing. My dependency on the word of God is growing. My love for people and softness towards people is growing. And I'm not holding any resentment or unforgiveness or comparison in my mind when I go about doing this local ministry on the platform respectfully that I'm on today, which is a pretty small one, but it's one none the same. Now with the podcast, this was my outlet, basically my digital outlet, my place to safely disclose and to disclose other people's stories with them and with the global audience tuning in. Now there might be 12 current subscribers on Audible last time I checked, but I want to tell you today that 
this is a humble beginning and I'm really excited to be on the journey with all of you and I'm excited to share my story today and without rambling on too much, let's get started in where I start realizing I can't play God with my own life. I was 14, I was getting bullied in the schoolyard and I was at Sylvania High at the time and these beautiful year 10 and year 11 girls in the quadrangle near to me noticed that I was getting pushed around and picked on by the twins at the time that really didn't like me. They knew that I was taking ADD medication at lunchtime in the principal's office and they wanted everyone to know. So Kelly and Aaron from memory asked me to come upstairs at the science and the languages lab at lunchtime on a Thursday and come and hear their group a little bit more and come and eat my lunch safely with them and not what I wasn't expecting at the time, but they were a Christian group of beautiful daughters of the Most High who just had such a heart of compassion and sorrow towards me in the way that I was being treated by all these fellow school students. So I went in and they started talking about the claims of Jesus. And before I knew it, I was enrolled in the next scripture class. And I guess for me, that was the first time I'd actually experienced social interaction in a really healthy format. And the cool thing about it was they didn't want anything in return for me. They just wanted me to be real. So I was a 14, 15 year old somebody that really didn't understand identity. Yeah, I got an invitation to then go Friday to one of the local youth groups in Miranda, Southside Christian Fellowship. And so what I did is I proceeded to go along there. I went home, told mum excitedly in my prepubescent voice, mum, mum, I got invited to go somewhere this weekend and I'm actually gonna be having dinner with the girls parents and meeting the brother which was so awesome so they all met me and kind of prayed me in and then I went along and I absolutely fell in love with it it was love at first sight I didn't know Jesus but I loved his people and I loved the community that was forming at Southside Christian Fellowship little did I know that there was going to be a whole bunch of false starts like I said earlier in the show uh, for me to realize that you can't gamble with your own life too many times because you might not get a second chance like I did and for me thankfully I'm here today sharing my testimony because I am alive because he died first so back to the story I was graffitiing I was partying on the weekends I was drinking alcohol I was kissing randoms at parties in Caring Bar and crazy parties in Mortdale at the time and hanging out with a lot of the girls and actually misleading them but also being misled in the process because I was so young in this walk towards faith and realization that Jesus is Lord. Um, I had not confessed my sins to him. I had not even seen him comfortably as my own father in heaven to lay down my life and die completely to self. So I was doing a whole bunch of things in behind the scenes that I don't think my pastor or my mother would have been proud of but leading up to those party days in the Shire it did make me eventually run into one of the most amazing gentle men at the time Ryan um, who was at another church at the time Shire Live and they had a pretty pumping youth group program going on a Friday night that I was pretty keen to go along to I guess because I wanted to save face and I was pretty ashamed and guilty of what I had done at the church prior to it at Miranda now they showed me a ton more grace than I probably deserved let's be real for a moment and in the process I got really hurt and what what do you know 
hurt people hurt people, right? It's just a it's just a constant revolving door and it's a very, very aggressive one that doesn't really seem to come to a standstill unless you decide to opt out of that contract with the wrong ideas about yourself. So I hadn't done that obviously, so I was pretty toxic person as a whole, but also very, very hurt and sheltered. So I went along to Shire Live for the first time on Friday night and they had a bigger band and they had more you know, musicians and the stage and they had the light show and the lasers and everything you can name, right, for a great performance. They also had really good sense of brotherhood and sisterhood community. They were inviting me around to their homes. They were including me in their family. They were getting me in the down and dirty part of my life where I was at the mud floor of heaven still and I hadn't experienced God's grace completely yet for myself and accepted it. They were really going to stick at it. They'd be praying with me till 12 o'clock at night some nights, which is just insane. Like talk about no boundaries, right? A boundaryless love like Christ first did to the masses. And I guess my rebellious self still wasn't ready to surrender his full life over to Jesus and he wasn't going to be teachable at the time in the process and sadly I eventually burnt those guys out pretty severely just from going back on my words not being a man of my words not being consistent and just not behaving great and uh who knows that there's always that difficult boy or school girl in your youth group or school, right? That you just got to try and show compassion and empathy towards. But if you haven't had that upbringing, if you haven't had that worldview or firsthand experience around you, it'd be really hard to sympathize with these sorts of people. And frankly, I don't know about you, but the harder to love people are the ones that Christ loved first. So I'm no exception and neither are you today, friend. I'd been going to youth for a few years, like I said. Eventually, I was in young adults. We called it Sherlock Young Adults at the time and then later changed to Red Ink. That's not important. What's important is that there were only a few people that stood by me to this day. I don't have any contact with anybody from that church anymore, which is super sad. Um, but I think it had to happen for God to close one door and open a bigger one and a better one. And for me, that was just starting afresh at another church, starting a clean slate with God and myself and with my social peer circle at the time. But theology differences do not always come at the best time and for me I was very difficult in accepting the Anglican doctrine at the time and in Sydney Diocese respectfully and that also created a lot of tension and a lot of pressure and expectation on people not to associate or hang out or invite me to parties and, and events because the pastor thought what he thought about me and there seemed to be a bit of a red flag about my behavior. So you can see this pattern generationally. It was going on year after year, church, congregation after congregation. And you're thinking, Dom, where the heck did you finally have the wake-up call that you needed to walk out of this enslavement that you could cause for yourself? Uh, I got to tell you, it was no easy task, friend. I wandered in the faith for many of my 20s. And even thankfully today, as I turned 32 a few weeks ago, it's really started to just fine tune itself and things have finally fallen rightfully in place because I've started to trust God as my number one and I've asked him to display his beautiful love in a very tangible way and that has put my doubts to shame let me tell you that much but what it's also done is it's fused itself to my character currently and just challenged the status quo in the process so it's really beautiful to just be maturing in my walk with God today and Part of this reason why I want to share my story today is that I want to like let those of you know that might be sitting on the fence about sharing a story, you're ashamed to share your story, or they hold you in contempt for, or judge you in fact. 
I want to let you know today what I've shared is nothing. It's not even scratching the surface of what I've actually experienced, what I've seen and what I've heard. But what I want to share this part of the story today is about identity. You can try and be all you think the person next to you wants you to be or what your girlfriend or boyfriend wants you to be or even what your mum or dad want you to be. But at the end of the day, if you're only doing it to please people or please yourself, you're going to be stupidly disappointed, friends. As I found pretty quickly, having a fragmented identity and not liking myself very much for a big chunk of my teens and 20s, you're only your own enemy and you make it harder to connect with the Father's heart and access the beautiful destiny he has just waiting for you if you accept him. So I guess I you know, kept going down and further down that rabbit hole for a long, long time. Eventually I uh, stopped playing games and I admitted honestly and wholeheartedly, I have a problem and I need help. And I finally reached out at GGC and I said, look, I've been getting kicked out of church after church. I've been in trouble with the law. The law knows me. I'm familiar with the law and I hate authority. I really have daddy issues and I really don't want to keep spiraling down this black hole. Leo, Leon, Christine, Tony, Heidi, can you help me? Can you just love me? Because right now I'm just feeling supercharged and it feels like the church has turned its back on me and that there's just no way of me recovering my reputation or holding my head high uh, in any congregation in Sydney because of all the stupid lies I've taught myself. So they said to me, it doesn't matter that you're in trouble with the law, mate. It doesn't matter what you've done. Jesus crosses out and cancels out every single wrongdoing and sin that we've done against him. And it can all change today. You just have to repent and walk 180. If you're prepared to do that, we're not going to hold you in contempt of what you've shared with us. And I'm obviously not going to disclose the actual case because it was pretty fresh, but I'm no longer attached to my past. I'm no longer haunted by that past. And I am a son of the Most High God today. And I want to tell you the last three years at GGC Life, Five Doc and Like Up, have been the most supernaturally drenched, experiential, and igniting times of my whole life. I've really gotten to tap into the heavenly realm with people and with the person of God himself. And even recently, more recently, I've been starting to experience angelic visitations and really beautiful spiritual movements in the air. And it's so beautiful just to be just tapped in to that third heaven with him and to just be speaking and prophesying positive life-giving, uplifting things over the rest of the body of Christ currently and to also be in a safe place where I can just worship him as I am. Now, I'm not saying I'm completely together still. There's so much I still need to work on and I have a crap load of insecurity to deal with still. But the fact of the matter is he's made me more mindful and aware of my mistakes. And like I said, he's canceled them out on the cross of Calvary and he can do it for you today too. If you so choose and desire and have the desperation to get on your knees right now, wherever you are, and just cry out to God and ask him to mend you a new heart like he is me right now. And see, some might say, well, Don, why are you sharing your testimony prematurely? You've still got so much character building to do and allow God to do in you, right? It's not finished. It'll be finished when he says it is finished. And that's going to be hopefully a good 50, 60, 70 years to come because I don't plan on dying anytime soon or holding back my passion and my zeal 
and my love for God with all of you today. And you shouldn't ever try and stop or, or censor someone from sharing their story that is just an incredible testament of what God is doing around you. And there might be negative people around you. There might be words that have been spoken over you, curses that have been said on behalf of you and your family and generation that may need to be dealt with, friend. But the church is here for that very cause, to help the sick, to point the lost back home and to point them to Jesus, point everybody to Jesus, because Jesus is for all people, not just some. So I think I've shared enough for this part of my testimony. I'll talk more about my prison sentence and just mental health and just some other battles in the later stages. But for now, I think that this has covered a lot of its basis today. And I pray that you can share this with someone that you think is going through a similar battle as I have shared. My small significant story with all of you today if you missed last week's episode then head over to iHeartRadio and spotify to catch up on them now now for some family business i have some big news to share with all of you and to be on the safe side you might need to be seated for the next announcement ready the drake podcast show is heading over to apple podcast subscriptions so for all of you wanting to listen to bonus members only content including hilarious outtakes and fast track premiere episodes of this show you will need to sign up to my annual subscription box today click on the apple podcast link in the episode description to get started to everyone else good night